0: Hey, Mason, I really need a good gift for my generic loved one. Any ideas? Oh, yeah, Andrew. I have the gift they need. If you sign up for GoDaddy's Economy Blogcast Package, you'll receive 1 gig of disk space, 100 gigs of
1: bandwidth, recording tools, and much more.
0: Whoa! With all those features, I'd guess that kind of package will run me at least $20 a month and be plastered with ads. You're wrong, Andrew. The Blogcast Economy Package is just $449 a month for 12 months. That's a deal, and a perfect way to get your own website, blog, or podcast started. Oh yeah, that is a
2: deal. Plus... Enter code MUGGLE when you check out save an additional
1: 10% on any order. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Because the hogshead at Universal Studios must have a goat, this is Mugglecast episode 127 for January 14 2008.
0: We took a break last week, uh, but now we're back with, uh, with a whole bunch of people in the uh, panel here. Uh, when was the okay. last time we had sex?
1: Had what? Like a <laughs> <right path. laughs> it's, it's a been too long, Mikey. Mikey,
3: you keep ignoring my text. so I thought to ask on the show instead of uh, instead of <laughs> asking
1: privately. email you have to email oh
3: email okay I love it how everyone thought
4: the same thing too yeah. Yeah. Micah does not accept uh, Visa or MasterCard he's an American no it's he right. does he does <laughs> he... stay off those 900 numbers and even then it's like one of those annoying ATMs you have to swipe it the right way and it's just really
3: yeah annoying. vertically
0: sort of... uh, well the point is this is a very big group um, that is the. the we main got a lot voice. of news to discuss, and we also got a uh, chapter by chapter. We got, a, we got a we got a good show for everyone today. Uh, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Jamie Lawrence.
5: I'm Laura Thompson.
1: i by Mike And I'm Matt Britton.
0: Micah Tannenbaum is in the MuggleCast News Center with the past week's top Harry Potter news stories.
1: Micah. All right, thanks, Andrew. In a press release, Warner Brothers announced that their movies will be exclusively on Blu-ray high-definition discs starting in May 2008. Currently, all five Potter films are available in HD-DVD and Blu-ray formats. All of WB's movies will continue to be released on standard DVD. Two websites that follow Universal Studios' developments have recently updated with new construction photos and information regarding the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park. First, Universal's Ignited has three new pictures of construction on their site. While it doesn't show much, we do see that progress in terms of land clearing is being made. Second, Screamscape has a YouTube video revealing two concept images we saw in the J.K. Rowling documentary. One is the Hogwarts Express on display for visitors. The other appears to be Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. We'll continue to bring you updates as construction rolls along. As we reported back in August, the theme park is scheduled to open between December 2009 and June 2010. A new interview with Helen McCrory, the actress who will play Narcissa Malfoy in Harry Potter, and The Half-Blood Prince has been published by The Independent, where she discusses filming the highly anticipated movie. Finally, a recent article from the Daily Mail claims crews working on Half-Blood Prince have been told that the final film will be split. A film source said there's so much to fit that the view is the last movie should be in two halves. There's a huge battle when Harry, played by Daniel Radcliffe, takes on Voldemort that needs to be done really well. What's more, the Daily Mail claims that big-name directors such as Steven Spielberg are being considered to direct Deathly Hallows. An update on this story came earlier today as Empire Online is now quoting Warner Brothers as saying, no decision has been made in part because no scripts yet exist. Steve Close cannot begin work on the Deathly Hallows script because of the U.S. writer's strike. We will keep you posted as news continues to surface on filming of the final Potter film. That's all the news for this January 14th, 2008 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. All right, thanks, Micah. I actually stopped doing news in 2008, Andrew. I'm not doing that anymore. Well, why? Well, I wasn't getting paid enough, so...
0: You weren't getting paid, But the period. news is an integral part of the show. It, what defines Harry Potter podcasting? No, actually,
1: we <laughs> couldn't pay the bills in the uh, news center, so they had to turn off the... Uh, they closed recording. the dungeon down? They they had to
0: shut your MacBook?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm man. just
0: kidding.
3: The dungeon uh, was condemned. I really... I thought that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you
0: were serious after we just heard the news, but um, thank you, Micah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to cover some news from the past two weeks, actually. um, I lied when I insured, Micah. Uh, first up, I think one of the biggest stories of the past two weeks, and I think it deserves a little more credit than it's been getting lately in, in, in the press mm-hmm. because it was a very – great uh, documentary. It was the J.K. Rowling Year in the Life documentary and uh, it was produced by ITV and they followed J.K. Rowling through her final year in writing Harry Potter and it led up to the re- release of the final book. What do you guys think of this? It was it was really great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I
5: really liked it. I think the problem with documentaries like this is, and I guess what worried me about it when I heard of, that they were doing it was that it kind of has the potential to be schmaltzy you know? Yeah, it, yeah. But it really wasn't. Laura, I was never really... knew you were
1: Jewish. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Micah. Um, I'm not. But anyway, it's... Uh... <laughs>
4: <laughs> to borrow a Jewish term... Yeah. What does schmaltzy mean? Schmaltzy. schmaltzy. What's schmaltzy mean? I'm not... I'm sorry. Like, I'm like not like aware of, either. You know... You call a, these bagels? Almost
5: obnoxious, like overdone, you know?
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> and, Why don't you just say Overdone. Well, yeah, we're I Harry Potter fans. Think... How could they overdo a J.K. Rowling? I mean, the more they give us, the...
5: Well, I just... It seemed like something that they might try to play up a lot. Like, I don't know. Uh... They might try... I don't know. It's just... It made sense to me. I'm sure other people were it's understanding where I'm coming rarely. from. No, just because you have to you sit here and question my usage. <laughs> Good <at> God. <laughs> not your know, religion I, as well. well. I was <laughs> afraid religion. of it, too. See, I,
3: I haven't seen it because I was afraid of it. Jamie, what were you saying? I was going to say that she comes on this show to relax. And... Um, Mike is just hoarding her about her religion the entire time. Mike, you're ashamed of yourself. <laughs> uh, th-
0: this documentary was fantastic. I mean, the, I personally love the camera, camera angles. angles that, yeah, yes. they were Oh, fantastic. my God. They were circling around Joe with these interviews. Uh, they had these clever shots in the, with you know the items on her desk. I particularly
2: and- love the part where the camera just panned to the left, and then you kind of stopped right to the number where the gate had that little circle in the middle, yeah, and you saw yeah. the number on the door. Yeah. <gasps> Is it or do they show kind of a, a tipsy side of JK Rowling in that
6: video.
0: You know, I, I thought the coolest thing was um well, not the coolest, but the the uh, the most interesting part was seeing Joe sitting down with her sister, I believe it was, and Joe was just sitting in sweats.
6: <laughs> yeah. And you never
0: see Joe like that because, you know, she's always dressed up for some for for some prestigious event or premiere, but you know, here she here she is just sitting in her house in some sweats with Did her sister. Did you see
2: the boy nope. haircuts of Joe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the little the, the little pictures of the Joe little are mop funny tops, too.
2: yeah, yeah,
0: it
5: was really interesting to hear about her childhood and also her relationship with her father, especially yes, it's yes, very sad.
0: Uh, it wasn't that good of a relationship, it, no, was it
5: no, and especially you know, all the everything where she talked about her mom, it was really sad, but I thought that it just it. I don't know, it really made the pain that she put into the books from Harry losing his parents feel more real to me, at least, yeah. you know, seeing and hearing her talk about that.
4: It gives an extra sort of purpose to that being in the books, too, doesn't it? Because it, kind of, um, it kind of helps you cope with it, I think, more of it being a reality then why did she choose to write about this? Well, you know, where where is she coming from is exactly what you see.
0: And, you know, she's always said in the past and she said in this, in this interview that one of her biggest regrets or the biggest regret she has in life is not telling her mother about Harry Potter before she died.
2: I thought it was her biggest regret wasn't seeing her mother. Her mother,
5: When she died. Because she had the option to, like, a viewing, I guess. Well, she wanted to,
2: but her father said no. Her father said no, yeah. And then she she just um, agreed and and gave up attempting to see her. It also gave a lot of insight on um, her creation to Dementors when there was that really downward spiral in, in her life when she was alone with a daughter that she couldn't really keep and she was scared. To see yeah. if she died yeah. um, every morning when she came to see her.
4: <laughs> that's what I like about Dementors, too. You can kind of tell that they just have real life practical uses, like when people are just generally down and stuff. Like, I mean, for instance, the Boggarts being, you know, the monsters under the bed sort of thing application for what, what I'm saying is the readers relate to it, you <clears throat> know, and so you say, well, Dementors could have been here, and that's why, because often there is an error or an. Uh, Foreboding and, and this whole, you know, depressing. There are depressing places. You walk into a place and you can tell that everybody in there, there's just this, this coldness and this, you know, darkness and, and it all. And it could be because yeah. of Dementor. I think that was the two ways really of showing
3: fear, I guess. The uh, boggarts, which turn it into your fear, and the Dementors, which just create it, you know. It's very well done, though, both of them.
0: Yeah. Now, um, the thing with this documentary was that it was only released in ITV and they haven't put it online yet. It did get onto, uh, TVCatchup.com, I think it was, but then a few days later they blocked the site so only UK visitors can actually go on that website and check out. So, and I've been searching everywhere for this stupid video. It's not on, U- they're like the first parts on YouTube. Uh, I couldn't find a torrent of it. So it's kind of disappointing for American, uh, you know, fans who want to check this documentary out—it's definitely worth it. I really hope they do air it in the U.S. Oh yeah, you're um, right. I'm sorry, Laura. You also wanted, to, of course, I'm right. Laura, you also <laughs> wanted to talk about um, Joe's religious views.
5: Yeah, I thought it was. You didn't really see a whole lot of that in the documentary, but there was kind of a brief moment or two where she talked about that, and they asked her where she believed, you know, if she believed in God. And she had, to, she thought about it for a second. She said, "I do, but I'm very skeptical." Or something along those lines. And I just thought it was really interesting considering how often her religious views and the credibility of the series as being a good, you know, uh, role model type series for children to read, you know, being brought into light a lot. So I just thought it was interesting to kind of hear her come out and say, you know, I do believe in God, but I still am skeptical of my religion and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Well, they did also shoot her in the church she went to when she was a kid
5: yeah that's where she said it
1: one of the things that was really cool that i would want to find out more information was when she was going through that book and uh she had to turn the page quickly so the camera didn't catch what name uh she was looking at when she said i borrowed that name for a really evil character in the series Mm, did you guys catch that yeah, and I was thinking about that today. I
0: hope some tabloid goes back to that I church <laughs> and finds a name, and then writes a good story on it. <laughs> yeah, because then we can see what well, it like,
5: was. I'm just thinking of some, you know, really snobby church lady named Dolores that she uses, yeah, exactly. Or
0: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be that. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny uh, but anyway, also in this documentary they had um they had the handoff of the transcript right there in Heathrow and uh Joe's meeting with uh Christopher little himself right there in Heathrow, I think right that yeah. was Chris little yep yeah and wow. uh, right there in Heathrow you know a quick handoff and Joe's done boom bang the other interesting, th- interesting thing we discussed this uh last week or two weeks ago. Uh, was that, you know, it's interesting that Joe's just typing up the, the book on Word. But moreover, then she's just printing, printing the, uh, transcript out or the, the draft out herself at home on her printer, you know, just print out, spewing things out right there. I was just like, wow, unbelievable.
5: Yeah. Normal
3: concepts like being out of ink just don't seem to apply to her, you know? <laughs> 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 the printer's like, hmm, I'm out of ink, but you it know just,
0: what, I'm just going to generate more because this yeah. is the final book in Deathly Hallows. That doesn't happen to is, Harry Potter. It? Yeah.
4: It doesn't happen. No. Well, didn't she say she ran out of paper?
0: Wasn't there that story or something? I don't know, she... but it'd be funny if there was a paper jam while they were recording. <laughs> and then we miss a whole page of the book just because of that paper jam or something. But interesting stuff. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then lastly, uh, they did a part on... Uh, they had a nice interview with Joe in there about how, um, you know, she feels like she can't believe people come to her asking for ideas, and you know, she 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 doesn't really like all the attention and all the publicity, but she just goes with it because she knows she has to, and you know, it's part of the job. <laughs> and but she's not a fan of it, and she says she openly says in the documentary she's not good at it. Well, they have they film at a meeting for the theme park. And she's sitting there at the head of the uh, desk with a bunch of what I assume are universal uh, execs. Uh, I'm sure maybe Stuart Craig might have even been there. But they're looking through pictures of the theme park. And one thing that they discuss is a feature in the park where you will be standing somewhere in the Harry Potter area. And you will be able – you will be the only one to hear some ghost whisper something directly in – your ear, Because they're going to use some technology um, that uh, is a speaker that will only – I-, I don't know what the best way to put this Wait, is.
3: Wait, it only goes to one person, you mean?
0: Right, exactly. So <laughs> you'll only be able to hear it if you're standing in a specific spot.
3: How can it possibly do that? I don't, it's magic. It's the
0: me- Wizarding <laughs> World of Harry Potter. Uh, is this but, supposed um, to be like
2: something like a veil thing where you can only hear d- the maybe. ghosts in the veil
0: or something? I was sort of – yeah. I don't know. We couldn't hear much of it. And I want to listen to it back, but I can't find the video again.
4: Yeah, look, they have to really. I mean, they should really make this video a lot more accessible because I couldn't mm-hmm. find it. You know, is it is this now? Is this it's called J.K. Rowling a year in yeah. the life? Right? Yes. And how long is it? Would know. you say an hour? An hour. hour and a half. Yeah, it was about an hour. Yeah, hour and a half. You just it. It would make sense that if it were such a good sort of interview that they would want to get no, it out. No, it is. Sooner. I just.
0: There's probably some rights that they have to worry about and, yeah. you know, who to give it to in the U.S. for distribution. But, yeah, so – and then we also got a couple new pictures of the theme park, um, which we posted on MongoNet because someone took them out of the video. Um, so it, it's really – it's it's great how how involved Joe is with this theme park. I, I didn't even picture her sitting in on meetings about this, but she is. Um,
1: Did so, she say yeah, she felt really overwhelmed by the fact that she had all of these business people around her? Yeah,
0: coming to her and asking exactly, her how to do yeah. things. And, yeah, it's amazing though, you know, that she feels that way. She's still so down to earth, even being, you know, the author of the Harry Potter books. It's crazy.
4: It's quite re- relieving, I think, too, that the theme park people are that interested in mm-hmm. what she has to add. Yeah, because yeah. I think they know this is like a, a float or sink type thing where they have to really see if they can can do it. Uh, you know, up to par for all our
0: expectations, which is what we talked yes. about last show. Yeah, and they're they're very serious about it. So. In relation to the theme park, um, Universal Studios has opened up a new section on their Wizarding World teaser site. Um, It's a poll. They're getting the fans involved as well as J.K. Rowling and WB themselves. The current poll up right now asks uh, visitors where they would most like to get your drink in the park, and the options are the Hog's Head, mm. uh, the Three Broomsticks, or Honeydukes. Do we only get one? Well, like, I don't know if you only get only one, but build one of the- They want to know about your top choice—the yeah. one that's going to make you come to the park. I'm not
2: sure about the um, the uh, the quality of the glasses though in the Hog's Head.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You could get like. I'm only going to the Hogshead if there's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: There should have been an option that was Hogshead without go- goat. Well, no, it'll a be a petting zoo. Goat.
4: That's where the petting zoo is going to be. It's going to be... Yeah, you you know, can't define away, uh, your because no one will go.
1: Yeah, you need to define petting considering it is the Hogshead.
4: <laughs> define petting. Uh, the poll says where would you most likely get your drink. So whereas I would like Honeydukes... You know, f- for a drink, I think it would be Three Broomsticks. you got to go with the Butterbeer Classic. And the Three Broomsticks is... Yeah, uh,
1: Madame Rosemarita. Yeah, we, we got to have an actress who's play playing her. Rose-Merta.
4: Yeah.
0: That would be... Yeah.
1: Or we a, could even yeah, send them the recipe
0: mate. on MuggleNet. Do we have a recipe? We do. Right do we have on a MuggleNet? recipe? Yeah.
5: It actually is good. We made it once, me and my brother. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah.
3: Hey, but you can tell that poem was written by a non-big Harry Potter fan. There's Why? just well there's just something about it like it doesn't actually matter where you'd rather <laughs> sort of you know drink but uh but like uh most most of the big fans who write polls write them about people and characters whereas that just seems to be a, a cool poll that you know the odd person will just uh do anyway.
0: Well I, I mean no I think they're they're making this poll to figure out where people would most like to get a, a drink. I mean, well, they're, they're Duke, serious. Honey like, Dukes where do you want to get your freshman from Honey Honey is is
5: candy. Well, yeah,
4: like... Like, I mean, you could sell, like, fizzy pop and, and like, all sorts of crazy, like, milkshakes and stuff, like... Okay, I, Well, I, I, I think what they're sense. trying
5: to do, and I'm saying this because I was just there, um, in the area where they're going to build the Harry Potter theme park, um, there's a big restaurant right now, and it's shaped like a tree trunk, and it's... Absolutely massive. And I have a feeling that's what they're gonna convert that into. And around it there's lots of other little stands where they sell so like
3: soda and stuff. So, so, yeah, so you think they're... they're asking so they can cool it. Uh, so it's what they, wanna, what what they wanna call the place where they're gonna uh, make the restaurant.
4: Well, they should yeah. kind of fit it to scale. I mean, you know you know the Hogshead's like this little kind of tavernous type thing compared to the three broomsticks, which is which has got you know, you can see, in the in the books they pull up tables and booths and stuff is where they sit at. You know, in Honeydukes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Do they have a full creative license? Yeah, it does make sense.
4: Yeah. Well, creative license works, I yeah, guess. I they- but but it, it it's exactly like having Well, it's exactly like what they used to have, I think it was an Animal Kingdom in Disney World. They used to have I forget what it was. It was like a Bugs Life or something. It was this this massive thing and they built that that tree in the in the very center of the Yeah, it's still well, there. I thought they t-
0: I thought they, they took it out. The they made the it a down. different show though. No. Than what it originally was. No, no,
4: it's still buggering. Yeah, life. they do change things, but but it was like it didn't it wasn't as special. It didn't feel as special.
0: Well they're changing things to save money. I mean, you know, if if they don't have to rebuild, why bother?
5: No, I mean but but Eric, they're they're going to use pre existing structures, but they're going to fix them to make them look different. Yeah. They're yeah. they're not just gonna like leave this tree trunk shaped restaurant and <laughs> try and call cr- it the three broomsticks.
0: Thing. I voted for honey dukes because I think they're going to try to go for something that's the most attractive to, to younger kids. It sounds nice, yeah.
2: No, it, it just doesn't make sense they would have like a drink or a restaurant in Honeydukes. Honeydukes
3: is defi- they're definitely going to have Honeydukes in it because you've seen the pictures. There has to be pe- people like candy shops as well, so it's like that's an obvious attraction at a theme park. Yeah, it, it's like going to be a huge candy shop.
1: Yeah, it'd yeah. be a huge selling point. And the, the thing with the Hogshead, um, to me that would be more of a an adult place to go just because I think in, in the stories it has more adult type drinks and I don't really know does Universal Studios even sell alcohol i just going to yes, ask they
5: that do. they do they do bad ah, boy.
1: alcohol <laughs> Dang, somebody's going to have
0: a good time <laughs> it, it, it,
5: it's all it's all like like um, Anheuser-Busch and all that crap oh. but we well, you know they
4: get paid quite a bit to, to not that I know yeah. <laughs> not that you've tried to sneak a drink <laughs> or two um, but I mean, I think so. But, Mike, here's another question then. Do you think they'd be able to get away with that and say that, well, even though it's in a, you know, quote-unquote children's book, could they get away with not selling or or selling, like, say, alcoholic drinks at the Hogshead just because in the books it's an adult-related ch- – you know what I'm saying? Like, wouldn't everything primarily be well, for the kids it,
3: and therefore they – Is the theme park themed? I mean, is it um, – does think it have, it like, could. a rating? Does it have no. a rating, like 12 NC 17? No. Well then, there has to be entertainment for the entire family, don't they? I
5: want to go to a, an, an NC seventeen rated park. Team. Well,
3: Laura, <laughs>
5: well, you, you said yeah. yourself, we should build
2: one. Laura. The um, the place isn't really that huge, so I so they're really just well, going to have room well, for wait, pretty much which, one big. Which
5: one? The each, restaurant each island. Or? Each island. Actually, um, I was when I was there. Like, if you're, uh, and when I when I was there last, I didn't realize that the two areas were actually one. But the Lost Continent area, where they're building the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is actually fairly large. It's it's bigger than all the other areas. And I also noticed as I was walking through the Jurassic Park section, they're actually doing construction behind that as well, which is kind of weird because the whole park is shaped in a circle, and so it's almost like they're going to kind of have the Wizarding World protruding out of that a little bit. Well, that's cool. So it's, thinking it's outside the kind of big. It's, that's good. It's definitely do, do, gonna be big. Do
2: you think it's really necessary if they put they have both a hog's head and a three broomsticks that's that serve drinks? Is it really that big of a park? Well,
4: then again, think about how many little tiny shops they have at any amusement park, really, or how many little tiny tiny little like vendors and
5: yes, there's tons of little stands and yeah. They have, there's a gift shop after every ride at Universal Studios. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that, yeah, that is know. true. They, they'll have, well, you know, I of think what stuff. would be funny
4: um, is for there to be an alcoholic drink thing like the Hogshead, and, you know, the kid the parents would take the kids and just be like, okay, you take him to Dobby's Funland or House of Adventure or whatever, and I'll go over to the Hogshead. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm
3: just. Guys, I, th- I think we're reading way too much into this. It's, yeah, it's a Harry it's Potter thing. money. money. Yes. Yeah, and it's obviously going to have entertainment for everyone, yeah. which includes alcohol.
5: Yeah, I I mean, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't sell alcohol there. I mean, they sold alcohol in Seussland. So that's what what everyone's been
2: debating. They have to have something for the
4: parents while the kids are screaming up and down about Harry. Do they anywhere else though?
5: (laughs) Some
0: parents are into it more than the children, especially the ones with little kids. (laughs) All right, so moving along, one thing we did want to talk about that's sort of—it's not really off-topic. Sweeney Todd came out a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I think Matt. Laura and I are the only three you've seen in here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, boo. Um,
5: so <laughs> Yeah, good. boo, you guys. Such a good movie.
0: So the reason we wanted to talk about this is because there are three actors uh, from The Order of the Phoenix. Alan Rickman, Helena Bonham Carter, and Timothy Spall timothy spall is like in everything these days <laughs> um, what, lot, what did, what did you think of this movie
5: i thought it was an excellent film and there have been a lot of people who've been kind of naysayers about it because they think it's too grim and they think it's too bloody no screw that it is an awesome awesome film seriously there is once there's a scene at the beginning where you think he's about to and i'm sorry if this needs to be like pg or whatever Spoiler warning. You, yeah you think he's about to slice open alan rickman's throat and you're just sitting there in your seat the whole time like, oh my god, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And, it. and you're like, you jump every time. And it, oh god, it's such a good movie. it
4: doesn't? It sounds like a disappointment.
5: No, no, trust me. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, awesome. Eric,
0: you're muted for the next ten minutes.
3: So um sadistic, Laura. I bet he did slit his throat, throat so we're not going to be worried and we're going to jump. He, he, he slit a lot of people's throats. That's,
5: That's no, what you mean.
0: G- No,
3: you get enough. You get your, you get your money's worth. I oh, really? Yeah, it's a very okay, gory
0: good, film. Good. It mm-hmm. is a musical. It's... It more, of, it's more of a musical than Hairspray is. It's it's like ninety percent music, ten percent dialogue. But the music is the dialogue. Yeah,
2: like two two sentences after every s- person sings It's just dialogue. Yeah. And a-
0: how well does yeah, Johnny Depp okay. sing? Johnny Depp is a good singer. The the, the best for me was Alan Rickman singing. That yeah. was
2: fantastic. Well, I like the boy, but
4: out
0: of the, boy the three,
4: was the you're best right? singing was
0: out of, of the I three. Just, you mean yeah. I, yeah, I just enjoyed Alan Rickman the most, just because it's Alan Rickman singing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Snape singing. I think that's what it's I'm going to go see. Yeah, it's um, it, it it was pretty funny, but the music is also very good. So it's it's enjoyable. Matt and I have been listening to the soundtrack a lot. It's it's a nice soundtrack to relax to.
2: Oh, I i I really want to sing some songs right now. I'm jumping up and down right now. <laughs> do it, do it, man. Can we have a sample? Try Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. That's what did the trick-sa. sa true Great job. <laughs> Great job. You know, no, that was
4: good. I, I bet some of our listeners were singing along with you. Yeah. And but the song, no, funniest part of that
2: song is um, – is uh, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter are talking Spider-Man. about the elixir? Like this is piss, piss with me. <laughs> what is this? This <laughs> is piss. Sounds like piss. It's very cheeky, but it's 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 very. It's, it's a very Tim, It's a very Tim Burton film. Tim Burton would just do such a great job. I was so scared when I Tim when Burton, I saw the Johnny Depp can't go wrong.
3: They just this exactly. Such a good exactly see. Yeah. I don't like Helena
4: Bonham Carter though. I have a really big problem with why? her movies. I, I, I just love don't her. Know I, I yeah, but does she not play the same role in all these movies? I'm no, not. no yes. she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Haven't you seen Fight Club, Planet of the Apes? She played a monkey. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not saying but she's always. I'm sorry. She just looks the same in all the movies, and it's just she plays this card well, that's just
5: she. She looks by her like herself. I know she looks
4: like <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter in all her films.
2: Yeah, she I will
0: say she reminds me a lot. She's. She plays a similar role to Bellatrix in this film. I mean, just, just the way she comes off. I don't a know. Sort of no, but
5: she wasn't sadistic in this no. film, No, well,
0: no. Then there's also Timothy Spall, as I said earlier. Is it just me, or is he, is he always the, the evil side? in every movie? I feel like he's stalking me.
5: I see him in everything. Yeah. Like, he was in um, a series of, unfortunate events. Series of do, unfortunate events. Sometimes I do, Micah. Sometimes I do. Yeah. yeah, he was in a series of Unfortunate Events a couple of years ago. He, I forgot about I, Now, Enchanted. Timothy Spall, I would mm-hmm. argue that he plays the same character a lot.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> he really does. I mean, maybe that's just what he likes to do. Yeah. I,
5: I, he's very I, good. I yeah, he, yeah,
0: he looks
2: like he's having fun. I would yeah. love to hang out with Timothy Spall. He just looks like yeah. an awesome guy. Well,
3: I heard him on the radio this morning giving an interview, and he sounded really, really nice. He sounded a lot of fun. I hate the word, but he sounded, you know... Bouncy personality, you know. Oh, What do you think I was going to say? No, I was going to say down to earth. Oh, he's you kind of down to like, earth. people are like, he's dude.
0: such a down to earth guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you say about Joe
4: all the time, Andrew.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, well, yeah. no, she is. That's points. true. Yeah. So that's it, Sweeney Todd. Um, I would give it five out of five stars. Yeah, it was I very good it, now. Good.
4: it was very good. Very good. Would you see it again, Andrew and Matt? <laughs> yeah, we oh, yeah. were actually okay. planning we'll, on it, we'll
0: but Ryan had to be back home, so we didn't.
4: Yeah, I'd
0: love to see it. <laughs> um, another new story. Finally, the story we're going to talk about today. Uh, new interview with Helen McCrory, who is coming back to play Narcissa Malfoy. She was supposed to play Bellatrix, but then she got Prego. And <laughs> now now WB welcomed her back. She said, come on back. We uh, This says to me, we love you so much. We have to have you. Come on in. Be Narcissa Malfoy for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she cursed. Now she, I know how to she, get everyone quiet. <laughs> she said
6: she said a
4: swear word in her interview, and Kieran posted it on MuggleNet, and I went in and I edited it out because it was changed to bad. Yeah. Well, no, she said the s h i t word. Oh, and he put the
5: oh I didn't see that.
4: <gasps> yeah, it was on the main page. You didn't see. You see where it says bad? Oh my if God. You look at the news post words. I see. I
0: see where it says bad. Yeah. Where it says
4: bad. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow. There's a big curse on MuggleNet, everybody's looking because people were checking daily to see if MuggleNet was back from the hack. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Helen says she's looking forward to it. It's, it's unusual to have such a successful film only starring British act- actors. Blah blah blah. So she's excited for it. Um, Matt, you wanted to talk about this story a bit, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? So I googled. I googled
2: um, Helen, and I saw a bunch of her pictures. And she does have dark hair. She does look like Bellatrix. But I kind of photoshopped Ivana Lynch's
3: hair over her. <laughs> This is what we this is what employees do on their spare time. Surely surely there's an easier way, Matt, just to sort of like turn hair, her hair colour blonde. I did can that. You? It turned the back and her face white. Uh,
2: <laughs> but that's good because she's supposed to be very pale. She's supposed to be white. very pale, yeah, but she doesn't supposed to look like an albino.
3: <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. But, but then yeah, she I can, can get see... a part in the Da Vinci code as Silas, so she can make even more money, so you should help <laughs> her out. Okay, I'll do that. She has very sagging eyes, and that sort of reminded me of,
0: of of Narcissa. I think she's going to be a perfect Narcissa. I thought even better than Bellatrix. I mean, I really like. I like Carter Helena. As as Bellatrix.
5: I like Helena Bonham Carter as Bellatrix. Yeah,
0: me
2: too. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't do many films. If you IMDb her, she's, she's a very, very theatrical. Good. She's well. It's it's a theater's a big thing in Britain, right? Yeah, it's well, I pretty think big. It a big yeah. thing. A
4: lot of that's what upsets me, though. Some of my like what what I I think IMDb. I mean, there is an I B D B. There's like an Internet Broadway Database and stuff. But it's so hard to track authors or, or sorry artists like Alan Rickman uh, through their theater you know productions. Like actors like them will take years off and do these theater projects, which you just won't be able to find on IMDb. And I I think that's a shame because it,
3: it hinders sort of like when I'm looking them up to see if any of them are doing anything. It's normally well advertised though because they're so big in film that they keep track of them like they're celebrities in the theater as well, which they kind of are.
4: I think you're because
3: right. You can normally, you normally find them. But yeah, for, for the smaller ones, I guess, not as much.
4: Yeah, Well, even for Matthew Broderick, if you look at his uh, stage credits, or sorry, film credits on IMDb, he has probably at least twice as many uh, stage credits. I mean, he was, yeah. So, anyway, I mean, that's just what I was saying. Um, a little bit back on Narc- uh,
2: Narcissa's uh, character. Uh, we're going to see her with um, Bellatrix in the in, in movie six and with Jason Isaacs exactly which is going to be great. I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you kind of do you kind of see a resemblance? I mean, with uh, Draco and the the two adult actors now.
0: I mean, I think they I, I think together in one scene they'll all look great together. Yeah. I think I think they could be past. Uh, they could you could believe them to be a, a real family. Well, Narcissa definitely is
2: the thinnest of the three sisters, so
3: she,
2: I honestly think that Helen will, Helen will be a very good character, because I see a pale, skinny face of hers with, with the droopy circles around her eyes, that she hasn't slept because yeah, of um, what be happened to her good. husband. I think it's a very good job, better than the
0: original casting. Hmm. Well, anyway, let's move on now. Uh, one other story I wanted to bring up, and this is quite a shame, of course, as everyone knows, MuggleNet was hacked uh, a few days ago. Uh, by some elite hackzors, like sockzors, <laughs> and um, Emerson put a good post on Mugganet. But unbelievably, you know, some fan sites call themselves the most comprehensive Harry Potter fandom, you know, news sites, and yet we're the only one to actually post about Mugganet being hacked. Um, Very disappointing. Kind of came as a yeah. to me. I think
4: people were just, they were hoping it didn't happen to them, you know, because I mean, I, I, I had <laughs> yeah. received a message that said, wouldn't it be funny if they had hacked Muggle Man and Leaky at the same time and made each site look like the other one.
3: <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would have been funny. That would have been funny.
0: Let's move on to Muggle Man now. First one comes from Karen,
4: age 50, of Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, She says, Dear Laura and the Muggle Boys, or Muggle Update Caster if you prefer, I have uh, recently just entered the world of podcasts. Upon acquiring my iPod at age 50, the first podcast I subscribed to was MuggleCast, having heard about it through one of my college interns. I am enjoying rereading Deathly Hallows with each of your podcasts. Uh, However, being a mother to a teenage son, I feel I must rise in defense of Molly Weasley. In show 125, please... Pardon my late response. That's okay. You took Mrs. Weasley to task uh, for her response to our heroic trios planning to face Lord Voldemort. Lady and gentlemen, your generational bias is showing. Look at it from a mom's perspective. She has lost contact with one son due to ministerial prejudice. Another has been permanently scarred from a dark margin attack magic attack. Her husband and three remaining sons have to leave periodically to fight a vicious foe. A resistance group calls her house home, friends are dying left and right, and she is hosting a wedding at her home in the middle of a civil war. Hosting a wedding under normal circumstances is tough, but add all of the above and you have the recipe for a nervous breakdown. Stress doesn't begin to describe Molly Weasley. As you touched on, Molly has always been protective of her broad and her brood, broad and by extension Hermione, her brood what is that word? It's brood. Like her, it's like not to be it's, it's actually brood. And by extension, Hermione and Harry, keep up the good work and I look forward to your next show. Um, oh, wow. She's pissed.
5: I was going to say that. What is she talking about us calling her out on saying bitch or what? Cause- no, no, no. It was where we were talking about how it was during the last chapter by chapter, and I'm actually the one who brought it up, about how Molly kind of got in the way. Of the trio planning everything. And I'm not saying that she was wrong to want to protect them. What I was saying is it's very frustrating when you're reading because you're just like, let them talk, (laughs) please, just for two seconds. It's true. It's true. It is. It was
2: was the suspense. You just wanted it to actually happen and and all of a sudden just... Molly Weasley just comes in and kind of just ruins the whole scene
4: yeah no I think you're right I think it was it was quite annoying for me to read as well and not because I was upset with Molly but just because it was like okay you know are we going to get to hear something and then JKR wrote you know how she fiendishly you know plotted them to be doing separate tasks at the same time you know it was just like oh come on you know please let them be together (laughs) please
3: please I see where she's coming from and I've always been a sort of uh, proponent of how you know you can't underestimate a mother's love, for, you know, for his son and all that. But um, it—I just think it was there. There are times when you know every person has to, you know, you can't tell everyone everything. There have occasionally there have got to be secrets like that, especially in that situation. You know, um, I'm sure she would understand if Dumbledore. If she knew what Dumbledore had said, you know, she would probably understand. And you know, it's tough to make choices. Those three could have told them, or they could have trusted Dumbledore, and they m- they made a choice. Not to. And you know,
4: you know, the other thing they chose, Jamie, yeah. uh, is if they would have chosen to go back to Hogwarts, they could have done any and all planning they had once they were there.
3: No, it was too dangerous, though. They'd have been killed. Yeah. no, they would have been easily. It's, it's true. Yeah, Look what So to I Marvel. guess
4: you're right. You're right. Certain circumstances have happened otherwise. But I was thinking, well, then Molly wouldn't be there, and she would. You know that would be a perfect place to wait until but things happen
0: sooner than that. You're right. Let's move on to the next email now. That okay. uh, comes from Grace. Uh she says, Hi I'm Michael Castors. I was just listening to your podcast and I noticed a mistake in your statements on chapter seven in Deathly Hollows regarding Harry letting Voldemort into his mind. You state that Harry first lets Voldemort into his mind in Chapter 7, but it actually happened first in Chapter 5, Fallen Warrior, at the end of the chapter, in which Harry witnesses Voldemort torturing Ollivander. The quote from Hermione is also actually the last sentence of this chapter. Thank you for the great podcast. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's my
1: fault. So. Good job, Micah. Yeah, Thank
4: Micah. you. Jeez. Oh, Micah, Good job. don't beat yourself up, up about it. I think it was my fault. This too. is
1: why we have about 10 listeners left. Yeah. I don't beat myself Jerk. up about it. I let Andrew do that for me. Uh, <laughs> Micah, what? take beat him himself out. up, will beat you up. Do, do the beating. Beat me up. Yeah. He beat <laughs> me up. <laughs>
0: Andrew, hit me. Wow. Michael likes to be spanked. Oh. I'll just leave it at that. Whoa. <laughs> Wait. All right, Laura, next email.
5: In episode 125, you were talking about how Expelliarmus is Harry's signature spell. But can we talk about Voldemort's signature spell? Voldy successfully Avada Kedavra's a lot of people through the course of the Harry Potter story, but when it comes to trying to AK Harry, he gets really stubborn about it. Every time he's tried to use the spell on Harry, bad things have happened to him. When Harry was one, the AK spell backfires and blasts Voldemort out of his body. When Harry is 14, the AK spell is the one he used to spark off the Priorian Cantatum. When Harry is fifteen, the minis- in the ministry lobby, Dumbledore made a statue dance in front of Harry to take the blast instead. Also Fox ate one spell, but I can't remember if that was one going to Harry or Albus. When Harry is sixteen, almost seventeen, Voldemort flies at him and tries to use Lucius's wand, but it friggin' explodes. <laughs> When Harry is seventeen in the forest, Voldemort uses the spell, and not only does it not kill Harry, but it sends him to the floor of King's Cross Station. So, in the final showdown between Harry and Voldemort, you'd think the damn Dark Lord would use a freezing spell or something, and then hit Potter with an axe. <laughs> I realize he's all about the killing spell, but he must be insane. I guess in the end, that it's a good thing for the good guys.
4: Addicting, addicted to spells. The, the, death
5: the curse. thing is,
3: though, <laughs> he wouldn't use to- an
4: axe. He should.
3: He should. That's his weakness. Yeah. Well, he, but he's but he's a muggle who wants to use power and magic throughout the entire book. So Dumbledore has always said that he fears death the most. So he tries to sort of cast death on his enemies when really he should try something else. Yeah. Like a gun. Like a yeah. Like an AK forty-seven. <laughs>
0: And the other thing is the reason. I mean, he
3: Voldemort just pulls is, it out of his robes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he can hold a wand in there. Eight thousand guns. Say hello
4: to my little friend. After <laughs> la vista, baby. <laughs> See, Eat lead,
0: Potter. F- Voldemort keeps trying to do a vada I mean. I yeah, you know, of course he's going to use the Vada in the final book when you know he wants to kill him at any time possible. He doesn't want to waste his time and freeze him. That makes Voldemort look weak. He doesn't want to look weak. He just wants to go straight for the kill. I mean, yeah, it's di- I think it's different. Like she brings up a good argument and she obviously did her research here. But th- he? this or no, sorry, he James Brown. Um, which I don't know how you could possibly write an email. But anyway, <laughs> um, but Papa's got a brand ex- new bag. <laughs> watch me <laughs> watch me i got it uh i don't know i just i think these are two different cases um you know voldemort's signature spell is avada cadaver because that's all he wants to do is well, kill well i people. think that's
4: safe to say yeah. that all the death eaters signature spell is avada cadaver i mean you you rarely see that well and crucio
3: i mean some of them are addicted yeah, to crucio but he he mm-hmm. doesn't want to take chances though like right why torture them when you can Get rid of them exactly, immediately yeah. So they yeah. won't be a threat anymore, you know. Yeah,
0: Voldemort can't switch his move because there's only one killing spell. But Harry, on the other hand, can switch his move because there, spe- spe- uh, there are several uh,
4: defensive spells. Yeah, like right. Yeah, stun, exactly. disarm, Petrificus Totality, You know, petrify. Yeah, everything. Unlock. Yeah. He'd use a more on them and just unlock the yeah. bad guys. The
2: whole reason why Voldemort wants to kill Harry is because of the prophecy. He knows that he wants to live, so in order for him to live, he's got to yeah, kill Harry. That's also so very true. That's just his reaction. Mm. His impulse is to kill him.
4: I think it was clever, though, to also just mention the things that happened to uh, Voldemort when he tried to cast the killing curse, except I thought at the very end he actually did, like, the when the killing curse hit Harry, I thought it, it did actually kill him. It was just that, like, that's the whole thing with the ending of Book 7. When Voldemort casts the Killing Curse on Harry, he does blank out. I mean, it wasn't an immediate sort of rebound that didn't work sort of thing. And Voldemort thinks he's dead, you know, when he mm-hmm. comes back. Yeah, it's true, he goes to King's Cross, has that little dream, but I was under the impression that Harry had actually just been hit by the Killing Curse, and that, you know, when he got the chance to come back, it was because of the, obviously the Horcruxes or whatever, but, you know, I thought that that I thought that it hit him, but...
5: It did hit him.
4: Okay. <laughs> he couldn't die
5: because yeah. he was
4: yeah. part of Voldemort. Right, Lord. but the spell hit him, so it's not yeah. like it. Well, it doesn't kill Harry, but it, I thought it, no, no, it was. Just, he finally
2: got hit by killing curse. It was just but terminology. Got, it, was it had time. to happen at some point. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to chapter by chapter this week. This week we're going to be talking about uh, chapter. What what chapter was it? Nine. Nine.
4: Yeah, just nine. Set
0: chapter nine. Um, and what was it called again?
4: A place to hide. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna segue. Right? In a chapter by chapter. But it's different this week, Andrew. How is it different?
0: Well, yeah, we're gonna do it a little differently. I mean people were saying with last week's episode that it was a bit rushed. So uh with this week's episode we're gonna instead of doing like the top five items, we're just gonna we're just gonna go out all out and talk about everything, you know, that we found uh in the chapter and also we're doing one chapter this week as opposed to uh two. So yes, this does mean that the show won't be ending in early April. It, it, it'll be finished when we're finished with chapter by chapter. So, so,
4: so we'll work it out. We'll just see what works.
0: We can work it out. But, um, okay. So yeah, short summary of this chapter. Basically, this is an easy chapter. Of course, this is right after, uh, when the Dementors come down on the, or sorry, the Death Eaters come down on the wedding and Harry, Ron and Hermione have to get out and they run for it and they look for a place to hide. Hence the chapter title. Very to done. Very good. Thanks. Thanks. So uh, we'll start with the first thing here. I believe this was Matt's point. Hmm?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, While I was reading um, the very beginning of the chapter, um, it was very reminiscent of uh, the Goblet of Fire in uh, the camp of the Triwizard Tournament when everyone was running around when the Death Eaters were there. And um, especially in the movie, it was was very exaggerated when um, Harry and Hermione um, got separated um, from the crowd. And this inst- and this situation also almost occurred in uh, book seven because uh, the-, the crowd was separating them two at the wedding. But uh, Harry m- made it a point to keep a hold of Hermione this time while Hermione was uh, screaming for-, for Ron. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I thought that was a nice parallel. Yeah. Uh, so the next
0: point we want to talk about, uh, Eric, this yeah. is yours? Yeah, as
4: Micah left off last week, I think the-, the last point, if I remember correctly, was that... Uh, the um, moment where the uh, Patronus lands and and sort of glides down in the middle of the dance floor is really a big holy bleep moment. Is that what? Uh, that's what Micah was saying. That it was just so. Yeah, really I said like it
1: was a. The it was The first holy sh- moment of the series. Yeah,
3: it, yeah, it was superb. It was so well done. Just how s- mm-hmm. something so. It- Innocent could cause that much sort of rush and panic and trouble. Yeah, and so going into good. this
4: chapter, I'm sure many people who have read it from the previous, like directly from the previous, are just racing through the pages, you know. And, <laughs> and it, it's written in a, in a sort of pace like that. It's really kind of cool. Um, but but JKR writes then that sound was uh, extinguished as they are squeezed through space and time. So when Harry grabs onto Hermione, she takes them what side along apparition, and again with the squeezing and stuff, you know. She's already she's always sort of um, demonstrated that uh, apparition is not a fun thing, you know, that it's that's this, this kind of squeezing through a tube and she has like really cool ways of writing the different ways that Harry travels like through flu powder and apparition and, and all that stuff and I just thought that it was like it was cool but it was also like a nice getaway because you imagine them, like you know what I imagine when I see this, I imagine Stargate you know when they you, you ever see that movie where they where they go through the gate and it's just like everything that they could hear from behind them is just silenced and they're going through mm-hmm. space that's what I always think about. I always think of it as taking an amount of time you know going through space and time. Um, just wanna yeah just want to keep saying that she's still adamant about it being squeezing
0: and popping and silencing and obviously they just escaped. keeps it it just keeps it very fast paced. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at this, you know, if they were all operating at the same time, it would sort of be like, okay, where are we going next? Okay, blah, blah, blah. We're wasting time, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's slow. With this, Hermione just grabs them and poof, they switch. They move.
3: Again, that gives way to our theory a few weeks ago that without her, they would be That's dead. Yeah, no, I mean, like, mm-hmm. They can't think fast enough. Harry especially just does not think <laughs> fast enough for it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you think this was the whole purpose of Herm- Hermione? Like, she's always been helpful in every book, but especially in book seven, you know, she basically she's, guides them through everything, which we've said multiple times. the biggest help. Oh, she is. Was yeah. the, yeah. the, the really
4: Borkrux reading and everything, it's just like, like, that's what, I mean, I'm kind of upset about it, but I was wondering when I was reading this chapter, too, I mean, the way she packs all their stuff for them, you know, just, just in case and has sort of all the spells. She is the one who learned
3: and studied um, up on healing charms. She's the one who's done all this um, preparation. It's one more of uh, Joe's lessons that, you know, no man is an island and everyone has to work together because everyone's got qualities and, you know, that kind of thing, I think. Yeah.
0: Do you think this was Joe's original purpose of Hermione, like when she was first writing her? Do you think she had? Well, no. Do you think she had planned that Hermione was going to play such an integral role with every single? Well, she's one of the trio in the final book. No, but it doesn't matter if she's one of the trio. I'm just saying that she's always like every little thing, even coming down to the packing and like, you know. Is the
4: alternative? Is the alternative that Hermione's a good scapegoat, like anytime you need something done, pin it on Hermione to have done it already? Is that
2: I think it just shows how um, Hermione is just so hell-bent-sent on getting um, – on this whole trip because
6: it's I mean, true. She, she,
2: in the back of her mind, she is always ready. She is so, mean, Yeah, she's so it was, it was It was such a, a, a big transition from the previous chapter when everyone – when you read it, you were just so anxious for it to get started, but it was just slow-moving. Slow and in this chapter, they're pretty much just thrown into it. I think Hermione was pretty much expecting that to happen. Like they were just going to be thrown into the, to the search. Like it wasn't going to – go off on some nice start. And
4: it's so relieving to see
5: Hermione
4: in action, as opposed to Harry and Ron, to see Hermione come up with this huge, you know, this great spell that gets them saved, and to have done all this preparation is really relieving, I think. Like, reading Hermione in this book, I really liked it. I really enjoyed reading what she had to do.
5: I think also a lot of the point behind Hermione's character is to make a statement about strong females. I mean, I don't want to say much about, you know, agendas here, but I think that just based on all the female characters in these books, they're all very strong characters, whether they're good or bad. And yeah, I think that are. I think Joe pro- believes in saying that, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not just men that do these things. Women have to save your butt, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of, <laughs> of like you with the show, like right? Yeah, yeah without
4: you, Laura, Aww.
5: honestly.
1: And i will be serious, too. No, I Okay, to... I thought
5: you were being sarcastic at first. I was like, "Oh gosh, they're going to make She's fun of me She's the voice of
0: reason, on
1: my god. have was it sarcastic ever. Well,
2: it just <laughs> it, it definitely shows that Hermione takes care of all the stuff that uh, that Harry and Ron don't really think about. Like they're thinking about the grand aspect, of, like Harry, she wants she wants Harry she wants Harry to keep his mind focused on killing Voldemort and she wants to take care of the other things that are important but are
4: not exactly in the frame of mind so to speak in the frame of mind of the hero who has to deal with all the you know all the Voldemort right. things going through his head and stuff she wants to keep him on that track and i agree i really like what you said laura about hermione being you know the strong female role too i think that's you're right because that's just it's it's really um, it comes through when you know in light of hermione with ron and harry she's competing with two guys much like you're competing with us on mugglecast um, but that she <laughs> handles it so well and it's, it's really a good thing to show that in the books.
5: Yeah. Well, it's like you think about, and I don't want to go too far ahead here, but when they're in Malfoy Manor.
4: Too far. And too far.
5: Am I not allowed to say this one little thing? Do it. Or is it going to throw it off? Can I?
1: Yeah, you are. Eric, stop doing that because she's a woman. That's not right. Mm-hmm. She's stronger <laughs> than
2: you. She can kick your <laughs> ass. She can. She can. I know.
5: Anyway, what I was saying was that when they're in Malfoy Manor, the second that Hermione gets taken away and they start torturing her, Ron completely loses his mind.
6: He He can't. He
5: he can't do anything. He's he's completely useless. And I think on – I kind of relate that to, you know, literature like Frankenstein. When you think about a lot of the statement about that was that a world without, you know – women and a world without mother figures is not a very good world to live in. And, and so I think, I think that Joe, you know, giving a representation of strong female characters is a lot of the reason that Hermione's there.
3: Also, if you read mm-hmm. a bit of like the uh, Da Vinci Code and some of the stuff in there, although a lot of it is based on, you know, questionable history, there Is a lot about the pagan worship of women and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and how – I mean, this is completely not linked, but I just thought of that. (laughs) No, No, I agree, Jimmy. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I see – this might be bad, but do you think that in in the beginning when Joe was planning all these books, Joe – like, because this is how I see Hermione now. I see her as the genie from Aladdin. (laughs)
6: Like,
0: whenever you have a problem – See her as Robin Williams? Well (laughs) – Yes. I was thinking
5: of the Chris- the Christina Aguilera song.
3: She's <laughs> like, is like, Hermione. You coming to uh, find the Horcruxes with me? You ain't never had a friend. <laughs> <never>. <laughs> you ain't well, exactly. Because Hermione, it's
0: just that Hermione's always there for him, for Ron and Harry. And I just think that, like, it is. She's true. just there. She's just there to grant wishes. She's just there to like. <laughs> there was no other purpose for Hermione. Like, she's just there. No, to see. Instead of writing so. out ways for Harry and Ron to save the day, they just always go to Hermione. It's like a fault final. Yeah, but it's no, not but like... She- you see what I'm saying uh, here?
5: Hermione's very intelligent, and I give you that. But it's not like she just thinks up these solutions off the top of her head. She does a lot of hard work to achieve the knowledge yeah, that she has. Yeah, that's
2: true. She's no, extremely just, clever, too, just like mm-hmm. an... Au- all the adults and all the other students like to say. They, they keep repeating it to Hermione how
4: clever she is, and she is.
2: She's the most clever. What, what did yeah. Harry
4: and Ron do to deserve someone as brilliant as Hermione
3: by their side? That's pretty cool.
1: They yeah, saved her from a uh... troll.
3: It's extremely <laughs> yeah. interesting to see um, the difference in how and sorry, uh, in how um, Hermione and Harry work, how one is very hardworking and th- really, really thinks about the process, whereas the other one acts more on instinct. Both are advantages yeah. and disadvantages mm-hmm. obviously, but it is yeah. just interesting to see how they do things differently you
4: know what that reminded me of it'll be interesting to see how the next two movies take it um because of their sort of casting yeah, uh, will. emma watson is a more girly type i mean obviously you know uh, hermione is very feminine but um you know emma watson even more so with uh, all the pink and is that what my hair looks like from behind etc it'd be really interesting to see emma take because especially in book 7 there's such a a place for hermione to be very intelligent and it just i don't think it can seem out of place um, if they don't, if they don't sort of do enough of that, you know, like I, I want to say that uh, in the first movie when Hermione said, you know, books and cleverness, and she blushed there at the giant chess set was like the last time they really, really, really utilized her her character. I think, you know, Emma Watson. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the last time, but you don't see it that often, do you? As much as you do yeah. in the books. No.
2: no. Emma yeah, Watson definitely is definitely going to learn how to cry in this movie. Yeah, she needs to. Hermione
4: <laughs> does it all the time,
2: especially for Ron.
6: Ron! Oh. Where's Ron?
4: Why? I can't to, to stick the birds on Ron in, in the next movie, in 6.
0: That'd be awesome. Well, hey, let's move on to the uh, next point we want to talk about. Tottenham Court Road, which is where they go to in this chapter. Um, what is the significance exactly? Uh, man asked me earlier, we were in the book, and man asked me, what's on Tottenham Court Road? I'm going to Google it. I was like, hold up there. You don't have to Google <laughs> it. you got Google right here in your uh, friend's head. Um... Well, On, on I, Tottenham Court Road is uh, we will rock you. Oh my <laughs> god! Musical. I mean, right, Jamie? I mean, that's 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 how we that's how we associate it.
3: Yeah, if I uh, if I could ask her one question, I'd ask her why when they stopped off there, they didn't drop in to see if they had any any cheap front row tickets for the show. <laughs> yeah,
4: where's the TKTS booth
3: on TKTS? Uh, you know, I mean, on Tottenham Court Road. They just, I just don't know why they didn't. It was a complete you know. I agree. It would have been safe in there as well, because it would yeah. have been dark. The ushers would have made sure they couldn't be <laughs> hurt. And then... Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, and during the break, they could have bought ice cream and stuff. So,
0: you know. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Why couldn't
2: they hide in the subway? Apparently, there's a subway on that street. There's
0: a subway station there. there. There's the... Uh, there's the, What's the hotel
3: name? I can't believe I'm forgetting
0: it. Oh, come the, on, Andrew.
3: Uh, no, I, I'm not going to tell you that. That's, that's very...
0: <laughs> come on. I oh, uh, St. Saint, Saint, uh, Paul. St.
3: Come uh, on, Angie. This is ridiculous. Say... We've stayed just... in a hotel about 25 times, and Angie's like, what's it called again? <laughs> I just remember it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, it's
0: not that bad. I really can't remember. saying It begins with a G. Oh, uh, Giles. It was Giles. St. Giles? Giles, Giles, <laughs> Giles, Giles, Giles. St. Giles, yeah. Uh, okay, it. so there's that hotel. There's also a lot of tech shops. That's how Jamie yeah. first told me described it to me. And you remember I got
3: ripped off on two cables? <laughs> yeah, you paid like... How much uh, Well, for no, because I, I paid £10 per cable, £20 yeah. for, like, a $1 cable. But Yeah, no, you cause... could have gotten that for so cheap in America, or probably anywhere else. No, no, yeah. no, he, he just screwed me over for that one time. He just, I didn't ask him the price, so he just thought he'd make it for 20 I bet it's like the law, if you don't ask and you hand them over a 20 he can charge whatever he likes. Like, <laughs> right. No, because, uh, like, if oh, he yeah, told me yeah. that, I, w- I wouldn't have paid it. He was an idiot. I hated
2: him. <laughs> Jeez. With all seriousness though, Tottenham Road is right next to the leaky cauldron. That's it's, it's very close to it. It's yeah. it's what is the name of the street? Jamie, Cross Crossroad? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's,
0: that's, a, that's like, Tottenham a, Court Road is. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Cross, yeah. well
4: Ron says that in the book, which is cool. It's kind of intelligent. I don't know how I knew that.
0: Yeah. So men and I were talking about this earlier, wondering why uh they would end up on Tottenham Court Road. And I suggested that maybe just because it's so close to the Leaky Cauldron, they could at least consider going to the Leaky Cauldron, but they're not close enough to decide to actually go there. Well, no, there. the, the mm-hmm. problem with the
4: Leaky Cauldron is that it's, uh, they need to be in a muggle. They need to be where they don't think that people will be looking for them. Well, and the Leaky Cauldron mm, is filled with wizards who are going to recognize them and betray them if they go there. Yeah. So it doesn't that's really make true, sense too. that they get so close to the Leaky Cauldron when they're supposed to be in the middle of muggle nowhere is sort of what they were aiming for.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess yeah you're right about that
2: I, I i was looking at um at a map of it too and um there's a um a, a subway uh, cr- uh that that goes through that street to di uh apparently to um oh, not Diagon alley well anyway i thought that Hermi- that that would be like hermione's next stop to think to go to um what's it called tottenham court road because that's where she went with her um her parents to go to Diagon alley because in the first book, um, Harry and Hagrid went on the, on the underground subway uh, the, the, the same way. Because Harry can't apparate or do any of that stuff when he was getting all his things.
0: So I'm wondering uh, if they're actually going to go to Tottenham Court Road for movie filming because that would be fantastic. They would, but it's such there, a busy. And there, there happened to be a gigantic order. I don't know if you, got, if Jamie, you remember this. I think you might have even taken the picture of it. There was a gigantic order of the Phoenix promo poster on on. On that would the be so funny. if that was in the film. Right that the would be so funny. Was, I would just love if Freddie Mercury was in the background. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the other the other problem is that that's a very high trafficked road, right? I don't I mean, know if they could
3: do it. Yeah. I, I seriously yeah. don't know if they could do it. I think they'd have to find a similar road in London and sort of. Half well, Jamie. it because
4: they, they closed Tower Bridge for the filming of Mummy Returns.
3: Yeah, but it, it's rare that they do stuff like that. Oh, like
4: okay. that, oh, I Am Legend,
2: and like well, it's also you know, it's, during a night scene too, so they could pretty much film it
3: anywhere. Yeah, yeah, good, exactly. and get away with it. Yeah, they really did.
0: It would be nice if they tried to go there because that is a very recognizable area, right, Jamie?
3: Oh yeah. Well, it depends. Like that tall building center point is pretty recognizable and we will rock you is as well but (laughs) I guess the main points of it are but I don't know I mean I I'd like to see it there but I just think the expense will put them off when they could just film it anywhere
5: yeah well not anywhere but you know I mean are they really going to come out in the film and be like this is Tottenham Court Road like uh.
0: and show the sign just to emphasize well but they do talk about it because they're like "Uh, well I don't know
3: it's just cool because guys the way you say that is so funny uh oh, Tottenham mm. Tottenham oh, what, what is it Tot- Tottenham say, say it say it. Tottenham Tottenham Tottenham
0: Tot-t-nham.
5: Tottenham Tot-t-nham. 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 that makes Tot-t-n-ham.
3: sense to Tottenham what well, it should be There's also
0: a subway there delicious absolute uh, subway food <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice subway It's better than how Not people would station, say
5: it yet. in Georgia they 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 would be like they'd be like Tottenham. <laughs> <say> <laughs> I think that's the title of the show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
1: Um, um, let's let's no, move on next say, point now. Sorry, um, but they could cut this all together. I mean, they could just send him straight to Gremlin Place. They yeah, know, but the they
4: diner that, is man. so. No, important. but the whole like that's what's so weird about reading this is because you just got out of this really intense scene and suddenly. You're in a muggle diner. You're in a place that, that we would easily wander into. This is, like, so extraordinary in the books. It's insignificant, just for, though. Not for us, but... Well, insignificant. It is
2: kind of significant, though, Micah, because it's kind of the introduction to the taboo word of Voldemort. Yes. Yeah. Well, y- yes, in a way, eventually.
4: but... It's also you know. them... F- Defending for themselves, you know, for the first time, sort of alone, they're in this, you know, they they fend the Death and they memory charm everyone. You know, they clean up after themselves. It's really intelligent. At Hermione's suggestion, of course.
2: They they could cut it though, Michael, You're right. Pretty much, this, yeah, this that, book, this story, is so massive. Anything can be cut.
3: But and it's not that important. It's cool, but it's not important, really.
0: Yeah,
1: it's cool to us. Well, well, Matt brought up the most important part.
4: Okay, yeah, the the taboo, the Voldemort being a taboo word. Because yeah. suddenly they've followed them there into the diner, and We've, we know. we
2: already said we already said really what happened to the diner anyway. They already went in a diner,
1: but can, and that's yeah. okay. and one thing I want to bring up from the diner uh, because I don't really get it is um, when Hermione's is talking with Ron and and Harry after they've knocked out both of these Death Eaters. Um, they start talking about memory charms, and Ron says he's never done one. In her mind, he says she has never done one either, but that's a lie. She put on both her parents. Oh, oh
2: whoa, yeah!
4: yeah. Not, not only, not even the simplest uh, memory charms. She,
2: no, 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 she she never wiped out their mind permanently. No, Obliviate is a permanent it, yeah. memory charm that erases it without. Yeah, any, though it can be broken, any recovery. through stress and fear. Oh,
5: that's right. Yeah. Obliviate,
2: I don't think can be re- re- redone. Voldemort can do it, though, because... Bertha
3: Jorkins. No, well, they didn't say that they used Obliviate, but they said it was a very strong one, so it it must have been Obliviate or higher, probably. Well, there's more
2: than one memory charm.
5: No, no, yeah, there is. It's
3: obvious. But I don't think it's a case of just breaking through it. Like, there is a spell to break through it that you have to be powerful enough to do. I think it's like... reminds me of sort of like being very cunning and you know clever and weeding answers out of people taking down their defenses one by one and breaking through it very by like a back door very very quietly and like a cat stealing through the grass you know it's very you don't break it through brute force you break it through intelligence.
2: And that's also a lie too what Micah said about Ron not knowing Obliviate because didn't Lockhart say it in book two?
4: Well he hadn't Mm. performed one because Lockhart performed performed a memory charm with Ron's wand so, if you want to get really technical, Ron's wanders. Old wand has performed a memory charm, but but he doesn't have that Ron wand. Doesn't I don't think so. Did he? Yeah, that's not. No, he and then He got the new one in book three. Um, yeah, I so, guess. But now, she uh,
1: performs some form of memory charm. So
5: yeah, so, yeah,
4: it, that's probably one of those you know screw ups that we have on our website, like an actual. But she's like, also in shock too book, from what just happened, mistake.
0: That's true too. Yeah, um, I do want to mention that. I was going through the voicemails earlier today and a caller, I can't remember her name, but a caller did actually bring that up. So, uh, good job, caller.
4: Anyway, they, uh, they somehow make it to Grimwald Place.
0: Yes, they make it to Grimwald Place. Um, and the first thing that they noticed is that the, uh, what is it? The, the, the um, what toe? The umbrella
2: stand, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like Troll a- Troll foot. Dragon
0: Troll. toe? Oh, I, I don't- Troll know. toe. Yeah, that's it. Troll foot, toe, whatever. Um, it's knocked over, so they figure someone has been there. It turns out it was Tonks and Remus being in there, and, uh, Matt, you brought up the point that this was actually the reason why, uh, Arthur Weasley sent the Patronus in the first place. Yeah. Saying that's the Because,
2: state. um, because Re- Remus was the one, oh, well, we're going, we're jumping ahead, but, um... Yeah, we are. I know. But, um, anyway, um, th- yeah, Remus and Tonks had to have been there because, hence the, the, um the stand being walked over, uh, just like in uh, Book 5, and um, the, the whole fact that uh, Mr. Weasley um, sent his Patronus depicting about the family and everything. And we, and you can. there's only so many guesses of people from the Order who know about uh, the incident and know about Grimmauld Place, so it, it has to be Remus.
0: Yeah, it, it does make sense. Um, and then one other thing... In here, I think this is a little out of order, but attention um, should be switched, yeah, yeah. Or we what should I just thought. explain what um, happens. this. I know Jamie was absolutely loving this. Oh, uh, I love this bit, this is yeah. so cool. Go ahead, Jamie. You, I mean, well, no, I just
3: love how she didn't explain it. How, how, let's, could a let's, dust let's figure... tell people
0: what it We're talking about old Dusty, the,
3: the yeah. Dust version of Dumbledore, and 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 the tongue-tying thing, the way how she didn't say what it did against Nate, but how if Moody had you know done the uh anti uh snape thing it would have to be a very powerful uh you know curse so it's very interesting how a very unhurtful thing it seems could keep snape away and, and it's very interesting at this point on how how the tongue-tying thing works so how can it tell it's not snape because i mean i guess the whole point was um if snape came in the t- his tongue would not unroll and so he couldn't say i didn't kill you um, but they they they, okay. they, they say we didn't kill you. Get him.
4: Don't they say we didn't kill you before the tongue tying thing even gets them?
3: No, it's afterwards. Oh, okay. Because
4: I mean, it seems like you could almost say it. You know, sort of get rid of the trap before the tongue tying thing hurts. Or uh, it was confusing for
1: uh-huh. me. <laughs> hey, I'm confused about something here, arise. though. What? Didn't Snape break into Grimmauld Place? Don't we find that out later yeah. in the book? He,
4: yeah, he did. He did. So and he was able to say, "I didn't kill you."
1: So I don't understand. What would happen if Dusty got to you?
4: The, and what is Dusty? Is Dusty a solid object or not? Because it said he came up from the carpet. No, it's made of dust. No, we, don't know. Said it said it was, we don't
0: know. It said it, was, no. it said it was made of dust because no. in the book it said uh, the pile said of dust dust was, well, colored, wasn't just, it? Just wasn't because it? it goes back
4: to dust doesn't mean it wasn't – what is it? And it, it came from the carpet, so it has to be not solid, right? Unless there was like a trapdoor or something and popped up, you know? Like, this thing came floating through the floorboards. I thought it was like a ghost thing, or like a patrol. Well, and also these, an ethereal- these traps,
2: these obstacles aren't exactly that dangerous. It's a tongue-tying and a pile of dust coming at you. Do you think that th- th- these were also, like, uh? do you think they put these here j- just in case the, the, um, the trio actually went there so it wouldn't kill them? No, I think
3: they are deadly, though, but they- it's just extremely well-coded, if you will. So it can tell exactly who who's there. Like, if Snape came in, I doubt he could say, I didn't kill you for some reason. And then the figure would get him. It's like... But how do you get through the f- then? Huh?
5: How do you get Sorry? through then? F- through what? Well, he broke into the house.
3: Oh, oh. I guess that Moody didn't think he was as good as magic as he was, and he was able to... You know, do the counter curse against it, or figure out what type of magic it was, so he could avoid the punishment,
1: or he could have broken in before Moody put it there.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah, that's true.
2: That's kind of a weird.
5: That's part.
2: It is a curse to do. Yeah, but I mean. even the even the Death Eaters know that Mad-Eye Moody was killed, so wouldn't they say something about, Haha, you're you were killed, or I'm not
0: the one it's who said killed the word were, killed. or something like
4: Yeah, that. at the word killed, he disappears or breaks into the dust, or whatever, and it's like, well, yeah, he uses that yeah, so many yeah.
0: ways. And Jamie, you were right, it, it did say dust-colored, it wasn't actually a thing it wasn't of dust, it, yeah. the dust did dust swirl colored. around Harry What point.
4: color is dust? Yeah. Or is Gray? it white? Or is yeah. it silver?
0: Uh, it was, I, it's a dark room, so... I think the answer is who the hell gives a bleep. Um, <laughs> that's from Conan. Um, and then this last one, Matt. You huh? On, oh, um, what's,
2: the, what's the last one? Oh, what's the Latin? Yeah. Okay. Now, a homonym. Is, I, is, is that how you spell it? Or homonym. Hominum. Hominum, Hominum, homonym, homonym. Homonym. Hominum. Hominum, homonym. Homonym. Hominum, homonym. 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 Um, Revelio. So. I kind of wanted to know what it was because that is a curse that Hermione used to detect um, any humans in, in in the building. And so I looked up on my widget for my MacBook on my translator, and I used it for Latin, and I couldn't find anything for hominem. But for
4: revelio, it means to violate. It actually means I violate that. So... It. it actually means I violate revelio because it ends in o. Oh.
2: Well, actually, uh, Eric, I'm going to fight you on this. Uh, it says to violate. To violate. Well, that's, that's Mac. that mind. shows
4: Max's ability to, to to translate. You know, ego revelio. I, doesn't I doesn't Homo,
1: homo mean, mean human. human? Yeah.
4: Yeah, like well, ho- homo. homo, like Homo sapiens. So, sapien. yeah.
2: so you're going to violate a human? <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Damn. Uh, so you can uh, Doesn't make much <laughs> sense. <doesn't laughs> <it? laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got to remember that one.
4: <laughs> I don't need a spell.
1: <laughs> I thought it just meant like I'll, human I'll reveal yourself you. kind of thing. That's what I thought I,
2: it was
4: because yeah. I thought it's it, yeah because it sounds like um.
2: you think like you're
4: doing something a lot I mean, dirtier than you are. Well, you're violating what, what was their the word? Their, you know, there
2: Hanaman. Yeah,
0: that's, a, that's. I agree a, with what Eric's yeah, saying. I think yeah. that's, you're violating yeah, that's
4: their, 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 their. Um, you know, you're making them visible. You're showing them. You're revealing. It's, it's exactly like saying, you know.
0: Right, and it's and it's private property. So you would be violating someone's human
3: property. Yeah, the ability yeah. for them <laughs> to like do that,
5: especially if they were in the bathroom.
3: I yeah. just we choose our words carefully now. With yeah, I'm,
2: I'm like really nervous right now. we well, have already said <laughs> <done laughs> enough.
0: But what about creatures that spanked. Can't get much more well, well, Creature's not, hasn't, not We haven't seen Creature in this. Not in yet. a way. He's
4: not human, though. Yeah. No, he's not human.
0: And maybe that's why she used hominem.
4: Maybe.
1: Yeah. Probably maybe that's a, why she used hominem. I have... All right, well... Uh, I have two more think things. That's so- Sorry. Okay. Can we go through them yeah, quick? Yeah, go through them really real quick. quick. Um, uh, Hermione mentions Ingram all place. She actually says the name Voldemort. So I was wondering if she said it back in... Uh, Cafe, and she says it at Grimold Place. Why nothing happened at Grimold Place?
2: Do you think Snape probably put another um, charm on it?
4: Well, no, they do, he kind of figured but that, don't they? Um, and then they see because I mean I noticed this too, Micah. And when when Hermione says it, the man doesn't appear in the square. But doesn't Harry say it? And then that man appears in the square, and then two men appear in the square, and they're sort of gazing up in the direction of the house. Do you guys remember that? And they're inside the house looking out.
2: No, I no because um Ron found out. Um, that the word was taboo so it must have been said before by someone else
4: because no but aren't they in Grimmauld plays looking out into the little square and then Well, i think that's later that would...
1: on i mean i'm referring to in this chapter she actually says she, she says it voldemort but nothing... and but yeah. they don't notice anything when they look outside so right that was a little bit weird unless yeah, like matt's so saying there was a mm-hmm. there was a protection. but there's no
2: way for them to get in because they can't find right him. right
0: yeah, exactly. Um,
1: and the only other thing I had was at the end of the chapter, um when Harry sees Raul uh being tortured. And uh, it's kind of the second time we see Draco in a position where he really is afraid of what's going on. And Petrified thought,
4: was the word and what he what he's going to do. Gaunt you know. is was the phrase too.
0: Yeah. That's how that's what you're right. yeah.
1: So that's all I have.
0: Yeah.
4: They're scared to see Draco being still being tortured by Voldemort. Voldemort knows he's not. And scared.
0: still unprepared for his unfortunate yeah. reality yeah. that he doesn't want to be a part of. It's well, a family does, you're born into, Draco.
1: I wonder if he actually tortured him at all.
4: Well, if not, Voldemort would have, so...
0: Mm, yeah. And Voldemort would have killed Draco if he didn't, I think so. I think so.
1: Draco... I mean, I think Voldemort has too much fun with that, though. I think he likes...
4: Torturing little boys? Yeah. No, no. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I mean, I think he likes the idea of Draco <laughs> just being this fragile-minded <laughs> to individual. Little, little boys. And that he can sort of, you know, manipulate him. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, all right. I think that wraps up that chapter this week. It's time for, quote, quiz, 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 quiz. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is
3: from the next chapter Do that again. Do that again.
0: Quote, quiz, quiz, quiz. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can you do it again, Andrew? Uh, Andrew, you do it again. Andrew, you do it again, but put so much effort into it. It's ridiculous. Oh, geez, Okay, hold on. Let me set Thank up. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> just, just think it's the best one ever. Just do the biggest one ever. Like your life depends on uh, it. Uh, God,
0: right? a lot of pressure. on huh? Quick <laughs> quiz, quiz, quiz. Quick <laughs> quiz, 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 quiz. <laughs> cool quiz. Okay. Um. So it's <laughs> all this hype for nothing. It's just one sentence. because. This belonged to Regulus, and I'm sure he'd want you to have it as a token of gratitude for what you cut did. off. Did. Did. Well, I was cut off. Um. Okay, so, Jamie, it's time for Make the, make the connection. <laughs> connection! Connection, connection. Wait. I didn't get the Quake quiz. Are oh, we supposed to it? talk about it? You know, oh, no. no, no,
2: that's it. It's a reader thing. <laughs> it's yeah, for the,
0: quiz listeners the listeners at home. at home. It's a fun, it's a
4: fun little you, game you for the, don't really really for win the readers anything, to play Jamie. with. I don't even know? think you get recognition. I don't even think there's an edge. No, you don't
0: get anything. It's just... What are you it's supposed to do a, with that's it? That's what I like about it. it. It's, 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 just, it's just a
4: fun way to get Andrew
3: to say, Quentin. Hey, Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> you, what
0: are you supposed you to do with it? it? You're no, supposed to know that
1: it's Harry talking that's... to Creature.
3: Oh, I hey. see. I... Okay, I get it. Okay. It's, it's like a
0: crossword puzzle. You do it, but you don't get anything for it. You just do it Actually, for fun. it's a crossword puzzle. You can uh, hey. like 30 bucks for, you know, the
3: weekly grab. Yeah. And... Okay, all right. The New York okay. Times
0: crossword puzzle. Anyway.
3: Okay, make the connection. Matt, since it's your first make the connection, do you want to go first? Or do you want to see how it's done first? I have no friggin' idea of this Okay, game. L- Laura. Mm-hmm. Your make the connection, okay, is Harry Potter and building a printing press inside a panic room.
5: What <laughs> the f***? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and building a printing press inside of a panic room. Um,
3: Come on, Laura. It's right before your eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I how what does the
5: room have to do with Harry Potter? I love
1: how you always say that. What? It's right know. in front of your eyes. It's right there, Laura. Just, just grasp it.
5: I don't know. I guess the only thing I can think of is like, <laughs> I guess the minis- uh, Like I think about how the entrance to the Ministry of Magic is just this small little phone booth. But then it really leads to this huge place. <laughs> so I guess it's yes. like building a printing press inside of a tiny little panic room. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> Shut Thank up, you. Andrew. That's good. That's that was, good. A, like that was good. a piss-poor
6: <laughs>
2: example on
3: how I can understand this game. <laughs> Here's one for you, Andrew. Here's one for you. A nice, simple one to show Matt how it works. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh we'll see. This isn't fair. Hey, I don't see, this would be oh yeah, You Man. haven't seen a single Lord of the Rings. Um, all right. of Harry
0: Potter and Harry Potter... And Lord of the Rings. Okay, no, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, on. we'll start with uh, let's see, Dumbledore and Gandalf, of course. Uh,
3: yes, they, so an old wizard, man. See, Matt, the proper way of opposing uh, that would be, you know, an an old mentor. Sorry, Andrew, that's rude, but an old mentor figure, you know, who guides the protagonist. You know, so a link, a literary link. So oh, you're yes, trying
2: to you're trying you're to find the relevance between the two. Yes. yes. So it's like the so, shared connection so,
4: anytime. Oh, so
2: you're kind of trying to make a connection between the two, kind of, right? Yes. makes the connection, yeah. Hence
0: so, the name. Hence the name. <laughs> make yeah. the so, connection. There are several lists online with Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings we connections, and MuggleNet even yeah. has one. I'm not looking at it now, but obviously uh, the biggest one that comes to mind is Dumbledore and Gandalf. and We've talked about that on the show even a we couple have. of
3: We have. We have, yeah. Um, okay, Matt. Wait, let, let, let me. Okay. okay g- I've got me. one for you. I've got one for you. Give me your bet. <laughs> Hit me. Okay. Harry Potter and the Oregon Trail.
4: <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I wanted that one. Well,
3: what, that's easy. What the
2: hell? Um, <laughs> um, Harry Potter and the Oregon Trail. There. I, I. I. This sucks. I, I give up. No, come on, Matt. You can do it, Matt. I have faith in you, Matt. Okay, well, um, a lot of people died on the way origin trail
3: so <laughs> Yes that's good that's acceptable that's perfectly perfectly legitimate. Well done. Well it's not bad for your first one at all. At all. Okay. I have an example for that one too. <laughs> okay go on right. go on.
0: Um on origin Trail like w- like with the game they, they camp. They do a lot of camping. And like in, in book seven they, they
3: camp too. Ooh I like that one a lot. Yeah. I like you. that one a lot Okay that was a... Uh, yeah Matt next week I'm gonna come down a lot harder on you so stop practicing (laughs) get ready for it you won't get any easy ones like that you want to get some abstract that was not easy i want the lord
2: of the rings one the one that that one was easy no matt matt no at a a live show
5: (laughs) at a live show in front of like how many people like a thousand people jamie told me to make a connection between harry potter and setting up Pillow on fire using a I friction. was there. I was there.
4: <laughs> that was funny. The look on your face. Oh
2: my god. Oh, that was easy. Uh, yeah, it was. You what is it no. Yeah, no, no, no. It's Aberfort Dumbledore and a sheep. <laughs>
4: <laughs> is that oh before or after the sheep wooler? Oh wool god, that's awful. <laughs> well, it's, no, that,
2: see, I would be so for that one, although not a live
3: show, but not a live show, <laughs> but yeah, with you all the pressure, you can't idea.
0: really. They don't come to you as fast. Oh please, yeah. Dirty stuff comes to me like. like Like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on to a PO box update now, Laura. You've you've been checking the PO box since you're back at home for the holidays. I
5: have been. Hang on, just a second. I have to pull it up. Can we start
3: calling it the pickle box?
5: No. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's what the P and PO stands for. Pickle, <laughs> pickle object box. Update. Pickle object box. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
5: Yeah. Speaking of pickles, ladies and gentlemen, um, I have to say that you have all sent sufficient amounts of pickle merchandise. Actual pickles too. We've gotten pickle cards. We got a yodeling pickle from <laughs> Diane. That's a awesome. yodeling pickle. Should I play it? <laughs> play it. Play, play it. Okay. Listen to this. <laughs> And the best part is, well, actually, it's not the best part, but um, my mom enjoys chasing me around the house with this thing now. So I hear this thing about 50 billion times a day because she thinks it's hilarious. So thank you, Diane, for entertaining my mother. Um, We also got, and this was like a huge thing to thank her for, Rhonda D sent each of the Mugglecasters a $25 iTunes gift card. Whoa, that's very nice. Yeah, all seven of the original... Yeah, Matt, you don't get one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
2: it's okay. I wasn't even listening, but... yeah. I just but all, all
5: seven of the original hosts got a $25 iTunes gift card. So that was extremely generous of generous her. We thank you generous. very kindly. Um... Pamela, who sent Andrew and I... Do you remember, Andrew? She sent us the Places You yeah, would Go. Yeah, you know, I was
0: thinking about that the other day. That when was we graduated. A, a very places nice gift. Oh, the Places You would go. go. I think I go. Cause, uh,
3: Cause, uh, yeah, uh, got one of those. Yeah. Maybe.
5: Pamela sent a box with a few items in it. Um, she sent a pickle ornament for Andrew. Andrew, you oh, get the awesome. most pickle stuff on the planet. I oh, what can it I say? I love pickles. But, um, and she also sent... Uh, she also sent gifts gifs, gifts for Jamie and Eric uh, they're wrapped so I don't know what they are. Oh that's very kind. And uh, she also sent a card for Andrew which is really nice and then we also got cards from the following Emma, Jenny R, Stacy H and her puppy Robin oh. Jennifer W <laughs> what? Her hubby. Oh, puppies. Puppies. Yeah. Oh, I thought you so were cute. I thought you were making Jasper oh, a puppy. Noise. No. no, her puppy. Her puppy, who's oh. named Molly Wobbles.
2: Better luck next time, Laura.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Emily P and Julia C, Sarah D, Lisa W, who is from Coming Georgia. So wow. that's pretty awesome. Also from Tracy, Janet W, Courtney R, Robin J, Melissa T, Dave, Laura Clinton, Andy, John, Kathy, Max, and Sammy. Wait, Laura Clinton. Mad O, Cleo M, and Betsy M. Uh, also, and I'm going to butcher these names all. Awfully. Um, from Belgium, Stefan, Alex, and Levy sent my mom a Christmas card, so she Aww. really, really appreciated that. Actually, a lot of people have been sending my mom cards and stuff, and she thinks that's really nice. <laughs> also, just the other day, we got a card from Steven, Marsha, Lena, and Truffle, which was really nice. It says, Peace Begins with a Smile on the front of it. Wishing us a happy 2008.
0: Oh, right back at yeah. you. Hmm. Thank you, everyone, for... Oh, also, for Andrew, Amy dollars. sent
5: you some plastic pickles.
0: Oh,
2: thank you. I love <laughs> pickles. Stuff. There's, like, pickles in that mailbox, isn't there? Like, it's filled with
0: pickles. pickles yeah, shirt, people
5: pickles. have actually sent real pickles. Why
0: don't like, what, we make like, our new... pickles. Why don't we make our new catchphrase, like, gold. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Dang.
3: Gold, gold pack. <laughs>
0: Money. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Without, <laughs> Seriously, thank send, you, everyone. The the we will rock
3: you, tickets. That's, you know, what? We'll call it the "We will rock you" tickets. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for mailing this. And I was again, I was uh, looking through the voicemail box. We'll have voicemails next week, but I was looking through it, and lots of people called in to say Happy New Year's, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that. So, thank you, everyone, for uh, all the holiday greetings. Back at you. In the words of Ellen DeGeneres, um, it's time to uh, read a chicken soup for the Muggle Castle. This comes from Max. Daglin, fourteen of Lewiston, Idaho. He writes: First off, I would like to say I love the show and thank you. In the past few weeks, I've had to endure many hardships. I've had the flu that kept me in bed for a week straight. I've had my dad go through a back surgery, my nine-year-old brother have emergency hip surgery, and my my dog I've had as long as I can remember put to sleep, and my great grandmother pass away. I try not to show it, but I have trouble making it through the day without getting depressed. My main comfort is that when I go to sleep, I can laugh the night away at your discussions and jokes. So thank you for helping me make it through these difficult times. So, once again, thanks, and I love the show.
3: You're welcome, Max.
0: That's very nice. Thanks, You're very Max. very welcome. Eric, you wanted to read this email?
4: Yeah, we got this really cool email. It's uh, from Spencer Showalter, age 12, from Alameda, California. And he says, Hey, I was re-listening, as I do constantly, to one of your shows, and you mentioned you race yourself every time you do the co- uh, closing contact information. I was really bored, so I went through the 20 episodes I had on my iPod, And I timed your contact information times. Here are the results. (laughs) Your average time is 1 minute 10 seconds. Your best time is 24 seconds, 36 milliseconds in show number 125, Holiday Joy. Your slowest time, for the closing contact details, was 2 minutes, uh, 8 seconds, 97 milliseconds in show number 122, Special Positioning. I'll tell you if you beat your record, thanks for reading this. Love the show, Spencer.
0: Uh, this is a lot of pressure. I mean, already everyone's this making fun of me for of the way pressure. I say it. Yeah. I so, yeah, let's it. try to
6: do
4: it.
5: Let's try to beat it. Come on. <clears throat> so wait, what's our okay. record? What are we trying to beat?
0: I don't know when exactly he starts timing and maybe it's when a, I actually – It's say. a
4: she, I think, because she goes to Julia Morgan School for Girls, so
3: – And do you okay. think – Andrew, do you think she counts the if do you think she records it right <laughs> from the beginning or she doesn't? Well, it see, <laughs> if
0: she included those, I would think it would like be like three minutes longer. Yeah, that's,
3: okay. well, that's true, yeah.
4: At least <laughs> the time minutes. is 24 seconds. Look, I can time milliseconds, too, so you can, can you All really right, do this in 24 seconds?
0: Uh, well, le- no, but let's try this. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Um, well, it's, oh, I already screwed up. On your well, box. it's time to remind everyone about our contact information. Laura, what is the P.O. Box? P.O. Box
5: 3151, coming Georgia 30028.
0: Uh, we're gonna be bringing voicemails back next week and call on a Mugglecast voicemail to do that in the United States you call one two one eight twenty magic in the United Kingdom. You dial zero two zero eight one double four zero six ten four seven and if you're in Australia, dial zero two eight double six eight. And also you can skip the username Mugglecast. Just remember to keep your message under a minute and eliminate as much background noise as possible. You can also visit mugglecast.com for a handy feedback <laughs> form <them> to contact <laughs> that any one of us that are, at are named uh except, with the exception of Matt, it is Matthew B at staff.muggnet.com uh you can also visit uh, several of our community Alex my Facebook cool. YouTube rapper last cool. event panelisting forum dig book comes <laughs> for our songs a month podcast alley and we'll Yahoo podcast is very hard. <laughs> I, know is. I know it is, I know it is Um alright. <laughs> I
4: think I did everything. You, you forgot accessories sold separately. Batteries not included.
0: Ah, I always forget that. Ah. Yeah,
4: it was under a minute. I don't know how we got 20 24. We need to listen to 125. Did you guys just like get into PO boxes screw it? I don't know. Happy Christmas,
0: everyone? It depends on what he's actually timing. He might not be timing the community outlets she, and stuff. She, oh, that's she, true. Yeah. She. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So All right, we well, may I have that, our record. I think that does it for this week's show. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. Laura, Jamie, I'm sorry. Jamie, sorry, Laura, sorry. I'm Laura
5: Thompson. I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Jamie was before me. Fine, I'm Laura I, Thompson.
1: No, no, I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Mike
3: Tannenbaum. <laughs> and I'm Matt
2: Britton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everyone next week. It's the funniest we'll thing ever We'll see everyone next week for episode 128. Bye-bye. 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 Well,
6: And I'm Matt Britton.
2: Matt, just butt in some. Well, man. I not stop I being so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there were six of us.
3: Matt, stop being Say so nice. Say it one more time
0: so it flows a little better. <laughs>
2: and I'm Matt Britton. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's so <laughs> over the top. That was awesome. yeah, That's going to sound really <laughs> awkward.
0: <laughs> Matt Britton, <awkward. laughs> <Matt laughs> <think>. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
6: Hey guys, love the show in an episode 125. <laughs> Sorry, I
4: was re- number 4. Hey guys, love the show.
0: Wait, you this right. someone, someone else read it. someone else read it.
4: Tell about spanking Micah. I'm just trying to save you guys from, you know, admitting something on the show that you really don't want the people to know yet.
0: Well, we'll let someone else read it. This isn't lie, We share because we care. It could be edited. We share because we care. Um, how about someone else read it? We like to like to vary it, mix it up. There's no one on it though. There's no name, no age. Yeah, no there's there.
5: it's so... at the
1: bottom.
0: James Brown.
6: Um.
4: Didn't he die? <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, James Brown
6: has come back from the dead.